0: friends, welcome to Village Idiots of Christ, we're Nuts for Jesus and just plain nuts. This is Revelation Wednesday. We're in chapter four. It's not a long chapter, but there are some things we're gonna talk about in here, so it might go a little bit. We should finish this chapter today. We shouldn't have to break into two sections. So um, we just got done last week with all the churches, the seven churches. We compared Laodicea and Philadelphia, and so we're we're in um, we're in the throne of heaven now. This is just the imagery is amazing, and, and John saw this face to face. What an amazing vision this guy had! So let's just jump right on in there to save time. After this, I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven, and the voice I had heard first heard speak speaking to me like a trumpet said come up here and i will show you what must what must take place after this those words are in red so the voice he heard was the voice of christ and come up here and i will show you what must take place after this so they're in red so um that identifies the words of christ so um jesus told him to come up uh up up here to the open door in heaven and then verse two at once i was in the spirit and there before me uh and there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it, and the one who sat. Okay, so let's uh, let's let's just breaking it down a verse at a time. Once I was in spirit, and there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it, and that's the Father. We're gonna see that in a minute, but that's the Father sitting on the throne. G, uh, Paul, I mean uh, John, actually sees the throne of God. Amen. Um, let's see. Okay. Amen. Uh, let's continue on. Um, and so he saw the father sitting on the throne. What a privilege that was. And the one who sat there had the appearance of Jasper and Carnelian. A rainbow resembling an emerald encircled the throne. Surrounding the throne were 24 other thrones. And seated on them were 24 elders. Wow. Whew. The one who sat there had the appearance of Jasper and Carnelian. He's just bright. Beautiful. Um, a rainbow resembling an emerald encircled the throne. <laughs> a rainbow color. A, uh, an emerald color rainbow. Isn't that cool? Man, yeah, yeah. He he knew what was going to happen to the regular rainbow from the days of Noah. If you know what I'm saying, yeah, bad stuff. So he had a rainbow-colored rainbow. He haven't corrupted that one yet. They corrupted the regular one, but they haven't corrupted the rainbow-colored rainbow. You give them time, they'll read this and go, "Hey, let's corrupt the rainbow, the uh, the uh, green-colored rainbow." Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> we screwed the other rainbow up. Let's screw that one up too. <laughs> Surrounding the thrones were twenty four other thrones and seated on them were twenty four elders. Um, the thought on this is that these were that these were glorified people that had been on the earth uh, either uh, it, it, this is just at the beginning of the New Testament, so these were probably Old Testament dudes um, but there's no real account of their lineage or anything so it's only speculation on our part, but we know that there's twenty four elders. Uh, sitting on thrones around the throne of God whether these are he created this like Melchizedek the priest of God which has no mother or father no lineage whether these guys are like that or whether they are people you know like a Moses type guys that uh that were on the earth and 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 walked tight with God we don't know but there were 24 elders sitting around the throne so we know that so God's throne is surrounded by 24 elders and they were dressed in white and had crowns of gold on their head, the white always and dressed in white, and especially in revelation, represents the righteous acts, so they they were righteous, righteous men, amen, um, and they were just and had gold crowns of gold hands, so they were glorified they had, they had gold crowns on their head from the throne came flashes of lightning rumblings and peals of thunder that represents the power and the glory of God. Remember when I was reading here the um, uh, down below here. Where, you know, they compared it when, when God gave Moses the Ten Commandments and spoke to all the people and there was thunder and lightning. It's just, it's a demonstration of his power, how awesome he is. Thunder and lightning It just, it's, it represents power. It's incredible. Um, before the throne, seven lamps were blazing. These are the seven spirits of God. Now, uh, I wrote down here it said that's another term for the holy spirit i don't know if i agree with that i don't know i mean i'm not saying that the seven spirits of god aren't tied in with the holy spirit but i don't know if there's a larger thing here that we don't understand right now that god's spirit is more it's not just a a singular entity but maybe it exists in, in in a sevenfold entity that we don't fully understand right now but that's pretty cool the seven um the seven, uh, the, the the seven lamps blazing. These are the seven spirits of God, and also before the throne will look like a sea of glass, clear as crystals. So, so we see the seven spirits again. Whether they're tied in perfectly with the Holy Spirit, we don't know. But again, it represents the, the spirit of God, and, it, and it's plural. It says the seven spirits of God. So, we again mystery. We just accept what we're reading. That's what John saw. Amen. Amen. And, I, and this is interesting I looked this one up here and also before the throne there was what looked like a sea of glass clear as crystal and it says in the commentary get this you know, this is interesting and sometimes you read these commentaries and sometimes it's minutia but this is watch this okay this there was the again uh, there's uh, also before the throne was looked like a sea of glass clear as crystal, and down in the commentary it says glass was very rare in New Testament times, and crystal clear glass was virtually impossible to find. The sea of glass highlights both the magnificence and the holiness of god isn 't that a cool interpretation of that? Glass in the New testament times glass because you, you know how they use mirrors, they would polish brass. And you could see a reflection in it or polished. I think it was brass. They polished some kind of metal. And and that's what they use mirrors. In Old Testament times, mirrors were made out of metal, not out of the glass that we sell glass was very very difficult almost impossible especially clear glass so that imagery would have was spoken to the people of first century who read this account that crystal clear glass that, well, ooh, must be magnificent he's got his whole throne is again looked like a sea of crystal clear glass it wasn't just some little some little bottle crystal clear glass oh no no this was the sea of crystal clear glass so it represented the opulence of god the awesomeness the magnificent majesty of god i like that interpretation that's really cool sometimes these footnotes are really helpful and give you a way of looking at it that's different i like that uh in the center around the throne were four living creatures and they were covered with eyes in front and in back the first living creature was like a lion the second was like an ox the third had a face like a man and the fourth had a, was like a flying eagle now they did a commentary on this as well and now this is interesting it says it represents different attributes of god Now i don't know if this is true or not this may just be speculation um It gives these down here. Um, And this is interesting. You'll like this. Okay. The animal-like appearance of the four creatures are majesty and power, the lion, faithfulness, the ox, intelligence, the man, and sovereignty, the eagle. So they may... They're actual creatures, but they may represent different parts of God's personality. I thought that was interesting. I thought that was an interesting interpretation right there. So there were these four living creatures. And Ezekiel saw these same four living creatures that were covered with eyes all around. And the idea of being covered with eyes as always is always no matter where God was, they were covered with eyes on all sides. So they would have always been looking at God no matter which way they were turned. It would not have mattered. They had eyes over their whole body. And so they could have seen, you know, God, I think the idea is they always have their eyes on the throne, always have their eyes on God, no matter where they're at, no matter what they're doing, they can see God. I think that's the point is to see God, to perceive God, no matter what. I love, I love that idea. Amen. Um, and each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under his wings. So, and it's interesting. Back in Isaiah 9, the cherubim that were uh, the cherubim that were around his throne that uh, Isaiah saw, these cherubim had six wings too. And get this, you're gonna like this. This just comes into my mind. I remember this. They had six wings, two wings. They were flying with two wings. They covered their faces and two wings. They covered their feet. Isn't that a cool thought? So these cats had six wings. So maybe they were in relation to those, the cherubim back in Isaiah uh, nine, when, you know, John sees the throne, he sees the cherubim with the six wings as well. Again, flying, covering their faces, covering their feet. Just an interesting little thing there. I like that kind of stuff. Um, uh, each of the six of them covered lies all around, even on day and night. Now, here's the key: these guys are around the throne all the time. The creatures, um, uh, but but in the center, around the throne. See, they were in the center, right where the throne was. They were right in front of the center. It says, in center, around the throne, were the fallen creatures. So again, I don't know whether they were just circling around the throne. Because it says around the throne. So they may have been walking around the throne, worshiping around the throne. It doesn't say just in front. See, it doesn't say in front of the throne. It says around the throne. So they may have been, you know, just like circling around the throne, just in constant perpetual worship. Uh, Just, again, just cool stuff. but words matter the the pictures they paint are important I'm trying not to miss these things I really want to bring this out, bring this to life and they never stop saying day and night they worshipped, day and night never stop saying holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come so all the time they're going holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come they say that constantly, perpetually all the time because it says yeah i love this day and night they never stop saying they're constantly worshiping god worshiping 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 they never stop now this is a cool thought but this do like this one um whenever the living creatures give glory honor and thanks to god who sits on the throne and lives forever the 24 elders fall down before him who sits who, who sits on the throne and worshiping who lives forever they lay their crowns before his throne and say nothing and these guys are always worshiping the four creatures. And it says, whenever the four living creatures give glory, honor, and thanks to Him who sits on the throne and who lives forever and ever, the twenty-four elders fall down before Him who sits on the throne and worship Him for and and worship Him who lives forever. So, <laughs> I picture the, I picture these guys always on the always on their faces before God, because it says the the living creatures never stopped worshiping God constantly, holy, holy, holy. And it says that whenever they worship God you know they fall down before him so it's almost like they're just laying prostrate before god all because the four living creatures are always worshiping and these guys are falling down before god whenever they're worshiping then these guys must be on their faces all the time probably in a prone prostrate position just glorifying god god just and john got to see all this isn't that amazing wow It says, they lay their crowns before the throne and say, you are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things and by your will they were created and have their being. Everything is by the will of God. As far as creation goes. It was his plan, his idea, he executed, he designed it, he carried it out. Again, you're worthy of the Lord God to receive glory not for you created all things. All things were created by God. Everything was created by the Father. And by your will they were created and have their being. So it was his will that brought creation into existence. Wow. And that's the God who is our Father. The God who created and we're worried. You know, Satan is always battling us, trying to get us to worry, trying to get us to to not to worship like these creatures, trying to get us to go sideways. To to be stupid to do dumb things, but man, our God created everything by His will. By His will, He created everything that is. And we have to worry about anything. We have to be concerned about our lives at at any point. No, we don't. But again, that's that being said, we're all struggling with with fear and worry. All of us, you know. Look at this last year, year and three months with Corona and all this stuff. Look how much fear came upon the whole world. That's Satan's number one job is to put fear on people so they will not trust God. They'll trust their circumstances over their God. That's the beauty of Job. That's what the devil's trying to get Job to do. Stop trusting God and trust the circumstances which were all bad during the test. But Job wouldn't do it. We can make the same choice right now to trust our God not to trust the circumstances. The circumstances are always going to be what they're going to be. But your God our God who created all things is outside of the circumstances of our lives he's above it beyond it and and he can he can um, bring uh, he can bring good out of all the darkness he can he can bring life out of all the death and he desires to do that for us but we have to have faith we have to trust him we have to take our eyes off the problems we don't deny we have problems that um, Jesus didn't say, when you see a mountain, uh, ignore it and run away from it, ignore it and go around it. He said, if you see the mountain, speak to it. And we're supposed to speak to the mountains in our lives. We're supposed to have no fear of the mountains and speak to them. But we're also supposed to trust our God by faith that he's going to work all these things out for us, that he has our best interests at heart, that he couldn't sin against us if he wanted to, because he's perfect, sovereign, and holy, a sovereign, sovereign, holy, and just, as they say, and he only wills good as i said the last I think it was either yesterday or last early he only wills good for us he only wills good for you he can't will bad for you because he'd have to be evil to will bad no he only his plan for you is perfect and his will for you is perfect and we know that because the creation outside of the sin and darkness that has come because of lucifer because of the fall the creation is perfect we're going to see a perfect creation for a thousand years the millennial reign of christ perfection We're going to see the earth glorified. We're going to see the earth a garden paradise. The whole world like the Garden of Eden while Christ reigns for a thousand years. We have to have fear. We have to worry. Why? We don't. Let go. As the old saying, let go and let God. It's pretty apt. Let go and let God. He desires to love you and to provide more for you than you could ever. I'm not talking prosperity theology. I'm talking just in your heart. Provide for you all things. Mind, body, spirit—all of it. He has an inheritance for you that's perfect. In Christ, your inheritance is perfect in Him, and you can trust this God of the universe that created everything to have a perfect end for your life and a perfect eternity where all your dreams are going to come true, all the desires of your heart will be met, and you will be blessed forever. We got to get through this terrible book called Revelation. We got to get through all this judgment. But on the other side of this judgment is glory. On the other side of this judgment is God. On the other side of this judgment is Jesus. He'll get us through this. He'll get us through these difficult 22 chapters. Get us through the life experiences we're going to go through living these things. If we go through these things. But again, the God who created everything has got a plan for your life. Don't quit. Don't give up. Hang on and trust him. And remember. Who he is. Read this chapter again. See who God is. How holy and perfect he is. Amen. Love you, love you. Can't get enough of you. Hope you enjoyed it. Only 16 minutes today. Not a bad day. I did a little diatribe at the end there. But, man, four chapters out of 22. We got another 18 chapters. And then we're going to do it again. Just going to keep doing it. Ask him for more and more revelation as God gives it to us. Have a blessed day. Love you, love you.